electricity, a big idea that's inspired countless new ones. From powering the light bulb to virtually powering our entire lives. 30 years ago, State Street launched the Spider S&P 500 ETF, SPY. A big idea that inspired the world to invest differently. And still does. What can you do with SPY? Before investing, consider the funds, investment objectives, risks, charges, and expenses. Visit SSGA.com for a prospectus containing this and other information. Read it carefully before investing. SPY is subject to risks similar to those of stocks. All ETFs are subject to risk, including possible loss of principal. Alps Distributors, Inc. Distributor. Market Moving Insight and Analysis. Join Jim Cramer, David Faber, and me, Carl Quintanilla, on the opening bell hour of CNBC Squawk on the Street. Good Thursday morning. Welcome to Squawk on the Street. I'm Carl Quintanilla with Jim Cramer, David Faber at the New York Stock Exchange. We're coming off the biggest upside reversal since February and further gains at the open as the market looks for progress on that debt limit extension. Oil and nat gas add to yesterday's losses and jobless claims fall to 326K. That's the second lowest of the pandemic. Our roadmap begins with the continued market volatility. We are set for a sharp rally. Oil and nat gas continue their pullback from multi-year highs. Plus, crisis averted, the Senate finalizing a deal to raise the debt limit until December, temporarily avoiding what Jamie Dimon said could lead to a recession, to a complete catastrophe for the global economy. And Facebook now reportedly delaying the launch of some new products to focus on improving its reputation. Uh, but for the moment, let's talk about the reversal and today's pre-market, Jim. At the, if we open at these levels, you'd be looking at a 2% gain for the month. Right. Well, I do think that there was just, uh, for the longest time, the narrative was, thank heaven, energy's going higher. That means we're going to avoid a recession. Then energy got too high. And the next thing you know, people started talking about stagflation. And then people started, the revisions of $100 dancing people's eyes, the idea that nat gas was going to go to nine. Uh, in Europe, was going to get felled by nat gas prices, Gazprom turning them off. And David, the whole scenario ends when uh, our government says maybe we'll open the SPR. Yeah. There was also some margin, there was clearly some margin calls or something on that UK natural gas move I'd that happened so. on Monday, right? And then yeah, just that the, may have calmed down. But we have to stop, we have to get away from just that energy's in charge. Yeah. There are many things that are happening and there's some earnings. Yesterday, uh, there was this delayed reaction to PepsiCo. And I think it's important because Pepsi's a big company, uh, where Pepsi announced a very good quarter in terms of uh, revenues, really fabulous. But people were talking about raw costs going up, of course. And next thing you know, people have just decided, you know, what the hell with it? Everybody's got roll costs going up. Let's just buy the ones that are good. And I think, Carl, this idea of if everybody's got raw costs that are bad, let's find something that are good, that's a new, new narrative. And I had Constellation Brands on last night. They are saying it. Maybe it goes up. I, I was going to say, we saw it through the lens of Pepsi, then Constellation, and then Levi uh, and Jim talked to Chip Berg about cotton last night. Take a listen. And on cotton specifically, we don't buy cotton. We buy finished product from mills and um, and we negotiate with them in advance. So our pricing is locked in through the first half of next year already. Uh, so our cost of goods are already locked in for the first half of next year. And we're in the midst of negotiating for the second half. And I'm bullish that we're going to be able to land that, as we said in our call, kind of in the mid single digits from an inflation standpoint. Turns out to be a little bit higher than that. We may need to take some more pricing, and we're confident we're going to be able to do that. So is this taking shape, uh, this picture of the quarter? I think that there are things where you hear they're able to take price. Sarah, with her interview with PepsiCo, able to take price. Levi Strauss, able to take price. And again, for people who are not in the, these different professions, what it does mean is, is that 
you can raise your price and the consumer is not going to object. And a lot of that, David, is the consumer's flush. And the consumer's so flush that we hear from Marty Busey that perhaps, you know what, he's the CEO of Paychex. Yep, comes on mad money. They do. People don't even, I'm not saying people don't have to work, but people are feeling pretty good. Mm-hmm. It's interesting because usually the approval ratings of the president, which have not exactly been as strong as some would have thought, usually coincide with the decline, you know, kind of the Mayles, Jimmy Carter period. But no. Well, people may be feeling good, but you just saw the commodities that you're paying a lot more for and or the f- final product that is some uses those commodities. So... They may be feeling good, but they're also paying more for things. But people have more money. And they need it. But, you know, when you look at, uh, you go over what's going up in a house. Again, I, I come back to the idea that this is, uh, that Powell's going to be proven right on some of these things. You do? But I Dow mean, Kimmel. look at the moves in these commodities, Jim. This is not, and by the way, you and I were having this conversation nine just, months ago. Why aren't you when, saying, but de- except well, David, lumber. Right. There's lumber. That's okay, we always, David, okay, we David, always got lumber. Yeah, David, okay, yeah, that was called a blow-off top. Yeah, that was, but, but that was but, a while ago but now. But once you have a blow-off blow top, there's no coming back. Right. How do you know the cotton's not going to have a blow-off top? I don't have any idea. Right, or aluminum. I don't think, I, I don't can put think up energy is having a blow-off top. I could put up an aluminum factory in like six months. Really? Yes. Energy won't have a blow-off top until some, when somebody blinks in our country. Well, Someone will blink. Come on. They're always going to blink. <laughs> Your point about um, the market uh, being able to sustain some of those is interesting because uh, uh, yesterday J.P. Morgan says uh, stocks can survive with oil at 130 and a 10-year at 2.5. Not that they think we're going to get there, right. but Kalanovic's view was provocative yesterday afternoon. That is, that's for, uh, one, two, oh, 130 and 2.5? How about the fact that I look? I could take the uh, view that Goldman the other day came out with perhaps 100, and then immediately oil then collapsed. I could take that view. You could, but there's a lot of things built no, that, in that, here was that a, would indicate uh, that was kind of a. Oh, you were kind of giving them just shade. That was shade. That's right. Now, if it were Zuckerberg, you, you would say about, I would go there. Yes, definitely, Jim. You were in the same way you talk about that Apple analyst from Bernstein. He's incredibly nice. Yeah. <laughs> All right, Jim, but does that He's mean good. you are no longer cautious on the front half of October or at least I'm getting, to, to October 26th? I, I, I do 26th. think that we get, look, remember that seasonally the best days of the year, of the year, if you look at down 23 years, for 23 years is the, the last 10 days of this month, a yep. couple of days of November. So I think that we're trying to figure it out. I, I think that the comeback yesterday was really extraordinary because it, it came back on headlines of SPR and headlines of maybe deal in Washington. But the reality is this market wants, wants to go higher. Now, does it want to go higher like the futures this morning? I mean, I got up early. And, I, and David, I wanted to communicate with you when yes. I got up early, but I know that you were sleeping. No, that is correct. Uh, and, Trying to sleep. And anyway. it was very clear that the futures were up big. And I said, oh, come on, nothing happened overnight. <laughs> so, like, let's stop this. Let's stop having the seven people who trade futures control our dialogue. Okay. And instead, let's focus on the companies. Let's focus on Costco. We are talking about a month that Costco had, Costco being representative, David, of a place that you go, you become a club member, Correct. you get a thing, right. which then gives you a club, I'm trying to explain the member, and then you get all sorts of buys when you Costco. go there. Look at that stock. You, well, they have things that are, they, they offer value. Put up a 10-year, put up a 10-year stop, please. Well, they also gave you special so dividend. I, wanna, I don't know, I I don't know if show, that is a special dividend. I mean, um, I will say, you've been positive on Costco all the way through. Um, Yes. Look at that. Well, I'm positive because I shop there. And see, Dave, when you shop, now you know that, that there are some months 
where they so much sell so much $100,000 jewelry. Yeah. $100,000 jewelry. This is not Zale. Every kiss does not begin at Costco. <laughs> but at the same time, they sell an awful lot of expensive goods. They oh, also I know sell they do. That's why they, they, that's why they put it at the front of the store. Exactly. Right? And don't forget, they sell a lot of travel packages. But they sell a lot of hearing aids, too. And remember, baby boomers, they need them. And they're back. They weren't able to sell hearing aids during the height of COVID. Samples are slowly coming back. David, what you do is you starve yourself. Mm-hmm. And then Maybe you, go to you Costco. fast, and then you go to Costco. I see. And you beat them. That's you said, I used to, but then the CFO, Rich Galanti, who's one of the greatest guys ever, I said, I used to go to Costco. I used to beat the heck out of you guys. And he said, well, how much did you then spend? So like, well, I don't know, like $1,000. Maybe, <laughs> maybe we beat you. On a $100,000 ring, but I beat you. I've not done that. Okay. I did take my wife there, and she said, is this Bulgari? I said, no, Bulgari is about 600000 You can get a good Never deal at Costco. The Probably the same. I know, saw it Bulgari. I said, $60,000. I went in. I said, geez, you know, how much is that Bulgari? And she said, do you really... You really, you have to ask, and and I knew I was way light. Well, I like the, I like your point about samples coming back uh, because we we've got that. David has gone to a conference. I've been to a conference. Yes. United now is going to add their December schedule, thirty five hundred flights as they see a surge I in holiday travel. I think this is great. And the other day there was a note from Goldman, who's become the biggest naysayer except for the hundred dollar oil, downgrading American Airlines and downgrading Nucor, whom I have tonight. I've mentioned this in my what I look at what I am looking at memo that you get if you're a club member. And I find these things ridiculous. Like, how can you downgrade Nucor uh, after coming all the way down from 125? Why would you downgrade any one of the airlines? If travel's coming back, if international travel's coming back, just own them. By the way, David, did you know that Delta's 100% carbon neutral? As of when? As of April 7th. I don't know. I'm just saying that they have at 3 o'clock on April 7th. No, I'm just saying. I thought, I, I mean, typically, that's a target 8 to 10 no, years out. No, they already are carbon neutral. I mean, a lot of people, you know, 2030, 2050. Delta, the airline, is carbon no, Delta neutral. The, no, Delta, the disease. Yes, Delta, the airline. You sure? I had her at a conference last week. Yes, I am certain. Okay. All right. Am I sure? Um, Am I sure? It's always, listen, there's interesting metrics that you can use here to judge carbon neutrality. It gets back to the larger question of ESG and how we measure sustainability and all the different metrics, which are difficult uh, as well sometimes to work through. But I did not know that. I would assume, like many companies who are actually in a industry in which uh, they are expelling a lot of carbon, they would have been a number of years out before they get to neutral. A lot. Now, you can buy carbon shits, but the most fashionable way, I'm going to quiz David, because that guy, the second greatest on Jeopardy, yes. David gave the yes. answer beforehand. Yes, Amodio, yes. Amodio, who's from yeah. a graduate school. In yes. Um, did what, you just say I gave him the answers? What did you just say? Yeah. I was asked him the questions. Oh, I'm sorry. Yeah, asked him the questions. I forgot. Yeah. Um, but what is the best way... For companies, and I'm not kidding, when I interview Fortune 500 companies, yes. S&P 500 companies, yes. what do they say about how that they are com- becoming carbon neutral? How, what do they say? Yeah, what is the best way? Uh, plant trees. Exactly right. One dollar tree, you can reforest a whole, reforest a whole burned out forest in Oregon for a dollar tree. I did that. And, uh, I trying. I mean, I did a lot of trees. So I can't do it, but people. That's how you can very quickly get the ESG people yep. to like you more. Yep. And this I is. I want to talk more about that later in the program. But back that to Delta. That conference that you did back yesterday. Back to Delta, the other Delta. 
Which um, one? The bad I mean, one? We or the do good have one? news from Pfizer as well in terms of seeking the one you can, the one you get sick from, the one you ride in, the one you get sick from. Okay. Uh, which is yet another milestone, 5 to 11. Doc, Dr. Gottlieb yesterday finally got to interview him. Just good. saying he sees that as a significant is moment. He's on the board of Pfizer. He's on the board of <laughs> Pfizer and Illumina. Uh, he's also got a new book out. I don't know if you've heard. But it's, uh, it's another, listen, the fact that, this, when it comes that 5 to 11 from Pfizer will get most likely emergency approval by certainly by the end of the year, yeah. and that Molnupiravir from Merck will get emergency approval most likely by the end of the year. You're not worried about side effects, sir? You're not hearing side effects? Nope. Uh, no, no. Dig Safety deeper. profile of molnupiravir? No. Dig deeper. I'm not. All right. I'm not. Okay. I, I've looked at some of the data, the early phase two, the phase one. No. I mean, All right. I'm just happy to put the there. question to, uh, to Merck and to Ridgeback. To. I want you to. I, I know there's some. You should look more deeply into the sources for that. Wow. Oh, don't you dare. No, I'm telling don't you. Don't you dare. No. I. Okay, you can't put that out there. Does the there. source have No, I'm just saying you can't but put no, that out I'm there and question out. something's am, efficacy I'm and putting it out profile. to all the, Look, so far, so far there's, there's questions. I want to put them to rest, that's all. Okay. I think you want me to do that. You might that. not want to raise that on air before you do so. <laughs> I'm trying to find it. You know, you're absolutely right. I don't want to take it back. I want to say that I'm searching for it. I'm, I'm checking. Okay. That's different from saying there are. One and would hope and assume the FDA will do the same when they review the data. The FDA? Yeah. <laughs> How about the CDC? Have you read... Uh, I have. have you, I, the, yeah, the, I know. The, the FDA. CDC. The CDC does... They're doing a lot here to bolster confidence, by the way. Well, Great. No, no, Gottlieb's book, the CDC stuff, yeah. is hysterical. I mean, if, if, if it weren't about a disease... We would think that it was a movie. Uh, you as, know, as he has said, they're not equipped to do this. No. I mean, it would be like... Uh, it kind of like a Keystone cop. Uh, yeah. Leslie Nielsen is that runs the CDC. Suboptimal. I think Les- is Leslie word Nielsen like is in use. charge of the CDC. <laughs> yeah. Um, well, uh, there is though good news around the world. Uh, Germany, uh, the health minister there says they're not going to need further COVID measures uh, this fall and winter because their vaccination rates, Jim, are so high. We're going to watch that. Green pass. Yep. But for the time being, futures do look good. A lot of other news to get to, including uh, Conagra. We touched on uh, Costco, but GM's day yesterday, Tilray, and a lot more. Uh, Squawk on the Street from the NYSE continues in a moment. Every day, thousands of Comcast engineers and technologists put people at the heart of everything they create like Olu Shei, a Comcast engineer who grew up bonding with his dad over sports. This inspired him and his team to create AI Highlights technology that uses AI and machine learning to detect the major plays in a sporting event. So millions of fans have a way of catching up on their favorite sports. Learn more at ComcastCorporation.com. Let's get straight to the point. You want to grow your portfolio to fight rising costs of inflation or pay off your debt or anything standing in the way of you and financial freedom, right? Yahoo Finance, our sponsor today, can help. For more than 25 years, Yahoo Finance has been helping great investors like you. Whether you're a seasoned investor or just looking for tips, Yahoo Finance makes it super easy by putting all the tools and data you need in one spot. Yahoo Finance takes a holistic look at the financial news cycle, including breaking news, original editorial perspectives, analyst ratings, independent research, customizable charts, and more. You can securely link your brokerage accounts for a unified view of your wealth, including 401k and other investments. That's how Yahoo Finance gives you insights and helps you take a look at your wealth in its entirety. That big picture perspective is what great investors need. 
For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit the brand behind every great investor, yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. That's yahoofinance.com. Facebook is reportedly delaying the rollout of some new products in the wake of that criticism surrounding the social network. Wall Street Journal says the company is also putting work on new and existing products on hold while it conducts so-called reputational reviews to examine how Facebook may be criticized and to ensure the products don't adversely affect children. Comes after Tuesday's congressional testimony by whistleblower Francis Haugen. Um, interesting, although uh, you have to imagine, Jim, that they sort of do these reviews before any launch. Who knows? J.P. Morgan does reiterate overweight today. Look, I, I saw that, and I think that a lot of that is a bounce back. They didn't seem to really address as much as what I'm concerned about, which is the new Apple iOS is going to make it really difficult for anybody to track. Well, it's going to be more formal uh, that if you're a computer, you know, if you're a consumer products good company, you may not be able to see how well Facebook's ad did versus, say, Google. I think we all want to be as jaded as imaginable about Mark Zuckerberg. But isn't this what you would have liked if you were trying to figure out how they can begin to change their ways? You would like them to hold back, figure it out, and for Mark Zuckerberg to get personally involved. I think that's the next thing you're going to hear, that he's a parent, he's getting personally involved, this is going to be his focus, safety will be his focus. It's no longer going to be a muted message where he's like, you know, we've got industry best. We can do more than industry best. Well, we'll see what actions follow those words. I agree. Um, and we'll hold people's feet to the fire. But I'm they saying make the point at Facebook, of course, that they're, at least they're doing research. They claim many of their other competitors are not for, yeah, are that, not even doing that. I don't you know, research. I, I mean, don't one know. of the things that you, you learn to argue that is a kind of a bad way to argue is, you know, I could say, David, you know, I listen to you. But do you know something after I listen to you? I know other reporters, frankly, that are every bit as good as you, but they're not. I mean, it doesn't matter. Like, you can't just like say, well, look, Apple's not, Apple doesn't do what I do. That doesn't work. And what I think that Mark Zuckerberg's going to go toward is rather than try to measure what others are in, he's going to recognize the power of Facebook, which is the most important media company in the world, and recognizing with power comes responsibility. I don't mean to be too cliched, but I think that this is the beginning, and I think that there's going to be a pivot. Now, I know others will say that is inconceivable that this man can do anything right. I am not saying that. I'm thinking he can. We kind of went through this on GDPR, where they call for industry-wide standards, which obviously, in the end, leaves the giants better positioned versus smaller players. This happens every time. Yeah, it does. And and I think that one of the things that that the difficulty that he's in, let's say he says, listen, Congress, you take care of it. Well, then he might become the winner because Congress is so ineffectual. But, well, well, that is a key question here. I mean, we all listened to that Senate hearing, or many people did. Not sure if Zuckerberg did, but uh, um, is there going to be real action? And what will it be? Well, I think we wait to see, but the fact is, is this is the start. I mean, look, if you, let's say he were um, Lucifer. Lucifer does not say, you know what, we're going to stop and figure this out. Lucifer doesn't do that. Did you ever see the match ad? Well, he might with, do that with, to with, like, uh, yes, they were, those ads were great. Right? With the, the, but Lucifer Where, might do that to fake you out. No. Then he comes to get you. No, no. Lucifer, he's not. Over here. Doesn't really sound like here. He's not even Ryan Reynolds. I'm a nice guy. I want to be Ryan I'm Reynolds. a nice guy. Can I just say, I'm Ryan Reynolds' nice father was a Canadian mountain leashing. Who knew? And now he's in the wireless now business. Now he's in the wireless. Yes. <laughs> I'm saying that gin's pretty good. I'm saying, all I'm saying is give Zuckerberg a chance. 
You got, you got to sing it, Jim. Yeah, you, you got to really? sing, you gotta no, sing no, it. You don't have to. I didn't put that in what am I, I looking hear at. That. I have my what am I looking at do for the club, David, that I'm sending to you. Uh, you. I say you mentioned Tony. You, Tony John Sengen. Lennon and Yoko. Okay. <laughs> we'll get Kramer's Mad Dash and the opening bell in a few moments. In the meantime, futures are still positive as we are, as we said, coming off the biggest upside reversal in about seven months. Don't go anywhere. What's on the horizon for financial markets? At PGIM, it's a question that over 1,400 investment professionals relentlessly research in pursuit of your long-term goals. Specialized across asset classes, but united in collaboration, our teams provide global and local expertise. Our investments shape tomorrow, today. Pursue your tomorrow with PGIM, a leading global asset manager. All right, let's get to a mad dash. We've got a little less than seven minutes before we get started with uh, trading here. What, it's Thursday, right? Yeah, because I was yes, in, it's yeah, Thursday. Was in here. here you you want that, this? Here you go. That coverage yesterday at the conference, I loved it. Thank you. Thank I you. loved it. And, yeah. you know, I think when you start talking about what the activists are doing who are thoughtful activists, you realize the like, interview with Jeff Smith and Starboard? Yeah. It made me think about whether Box was compromised or not. I know you have some... D- definitive thoughts there, particularly on that KKR deal that they yes. did. But we're not here to talk about Box. No, we're not. And the Mad and, Dash. Anyway, Box did make you money. Yeah. David, there's some... Uh, JP Morgan put out a note on a, a charitable trust name that I've come back to mm-hmm. after leaving, and it's on Disney. And they are saying that they feel that this is ooh, a nice consolidation pattern. They don't mention that. You know, they're rolling the price target to $230. Now, if you really do think, obviously, that the economy is going to open worldwide, I come back to that this is still not a COVID play, but a post-COVID play. Yes, they have Disney Plus, and people are going to constantly talk about Disney Plus the way they did about ESPN for a long time. But I think that that was because for, there was a moment that Bob Chapin kind of alluded to that. No, I think going forward, you're going to hear about the, the cruise lines, chip uh, attendance, the merchandise, and yes, and, going to the movies, Adam movie. Aaron, which is uh, he's AMC. Right. So I, you know, I think the world of the stock now, because it's, it's paid its dues. Uh, well, it had a great 2020. Right. Uh, and right. then, obviously, it peaked early this year. And well, because then we, yeah. we saw the sense that maybe we're not yeah. going to go to the moon, Alice, right. with Disney+. Plus. But right. I say, and then there was this question about Indian numbers. Boy, was that a sleeper. That was so hard to get through. But I would say this is going to become a standard name for big institutions if they think that COVID, that Delta variant's under control. Okay. It's going to be like, okay, yeah, sure, I own Disney. You know, there are these stocks where big people just say, oh, yeah, I own Disney. Yeah. It's going to be like that again after a hiatus. 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 You pronounce the H. Got it. All right. Well, Disney shares may be up more than 1%. We do have an opening bell coming up less than five minutes from now. Don't go anywhere. More Squawk in the Street coming right back. The effects would be cascading. So day one would be bad, but the cascading effects in the ensuing weeks could go anywhere from a recession to a complete catastrophe for the global economy. And I don't know why anyone would take a chance like that. 
That's Jamie Dimon among the CEOs meeting with the president yesterday about the debt ceiling. Of course, we got that proposal from McConnell on extending it to December. Uh, some conflicting reports this morning, Jim, about whether the Democrats want it to be a little bit farther into February. Uh, but overall, uh, Goldman's note was uh, die another day. They say uh, there is still the possibility that you wind up in December with a debt limit and broader fiscal spend dilemma at the same time, which would put us right back here. Yeah, look, I think that that's a little too negative. Uh, the, I think he did it because he wanted to invoke the bond movie. A lot of times when we get Wall Street research, and I often talk about this, and when I send out my memo, I die another day. He wants to somehow make it so that he's original thinking. But the idea that all that we had the catastrophizing has brought the market down big. I expect even more to go on for a while. But in the end, it seems like the S&P has been on the sidelines. I did not see the S&P warn us, David, that we are going to downgrade your debt if this continues. And that was the big fear. That's a fear. I hear you. That was the fear. Let's get the opening bell and the CNBC real-time exchange. Uh, pretty much the inverse picture on breath as of yesterday. At the big board, it's Lifetime Fitness celebrating an IPO. We'll talk to the CEO in the next hour. He's so exciting. He started out as a trainer. You will love him. He's created an amazing institution. It was undervalued, and he took it private. Wow. Uh, LTH. And then at the NASDAQ, Biotricity, a medical diagnostic company celebrating its recent listing. Um, interesting headline in the FT a few moments ago, Jim. The cost of shipping goods from China to the United States has finally slumped. Uh, they're looking what? at rates that take you a container from China to L.A. Uh, has been halved between September and October. Welcome news. Yeah. It's a little weird that it's the day that we have done done an amazing start on a series of getting a Care Bear here. If you get that under control, I mean, everything from housing, autos. uh, By the way, if you get semis under control, let me know. But that's more a supply issue, semis, isn't it, than just a logistical supply chain issue. But we need truck drivers. Yes. We, we got to find truck drivers. Well, that's what Jane Wells level. was reporting from the port. When, I, I love from that. the port. It wasn't. Yeah. It, they were. I mean, you heard. Great, by the way, it is a great series. We have. Uh, you know, if you haven't seen it, we have reporters in four different spots, sort of showing how it, a Care it, Bear gets X-ray. onto the shelf and, and what's going on with that. But Jane was talking to them about going 24/7 at the port, and they said we could do that, but there's no trucks to take the stuff away. So there isn't. Uh, I was hoping that I know that Uber's got a plan to be able to make it so that you can find truckers everywhere to bring trucks back. We need the containers to come back to San Francisco. But this would be amazing. If you got the principal choke point removed, then I really think that Jay Powell is going to win on this transient battle. Now, right now, everyone just thinks Jay's just doing it as kind of a, you know, song and dance machine, you know, keeping his job. I mean, no, Jay Powell is so rigorous and I think he's, man, he didn't use the term, he didn't go on transitory in that last time. He didn't do that. Right. He, but I just think that these little, these little points, natural gas peaking, uh, SPR, they, they can start going and have a momentum and make it so the financial guys, who, by the way, the financial guys are the buyers at the Henry Hub. Rusty Brazil, thank you for this. It does great work. The, the Henry Hub natural gas, David? Yes. A lot of that, it's financial buyers. Hedge funds. Speculators. Speculators. Um, Do you think that we're going to be sitting here two years from now still talking about it's transient? 
Or by then, will you admit that maybe it wasn't? I'm with Jay Pell. I've been with Jay Pell the whole time, and I'm staying with Jay Pell. Looks like the president may be with him, too. I don't know. He did say he had uh, some yeah, positive things to say, Yeah, I think it was Jen Psaki was asked yeah, after yeah. Warren's speech, uh, does he have confidence? And they said he, they do. The White yeah. House has confidence in Jay Powell. Uh, how could they not have confidence in him? He favors putting as many people to work as possible. I think the big problem is finding them. You know, we've got to do more, and everyone's got to do more, about what happened to the 60- to 65-year-old cohort who left the workforce. The Great Resignation. Well, you know, 700,000 people die of COVID, right? So you get these people in their 70s. They're not going to risk it. And then people in their 60s. I mean, anyone who hears, you know what, you need a booster, say, hey, you know, why do I need to work? Yeah. Uh, B of A's got some uh, card spend data out this morning. Uh, Spending at daycare centers has improved, uh, but has not fully returned to 2019 levels, suggesting child care challenges remain. It's going to be an issue for the jobs number tomorrow. Absolutely. But I think things are going in the right direction. If we go in the right direction, we're going to be looking for a bottom. This kind of action, no. I mean, you go up, down, big. No, we don't want that. I mean, look, if I want good research, if I want to try to make something, I look at a thing like Baird. Baird put out a note today which says they, they told you to stay away from Pinterest in July. Now they're saying October's come down enough. They do their survey. I'm looking for stocks that have come down enough that are buys. And this kind of prolongs things. So a lot of these stocks still have not come down enough. They haven't. Um, Craig Moffitt, who has been a longtime critic of AT&T, doesn't quite think it's come down enough to be a buy, but it does go to a neutral does he think Moffitt, the, does he think the bloodbath is over? He does. I think he does. He says even after says the, the dividend. Oh, he does. <laughs> I've read actually. I read up to page eleven. That's the first line. I read up to page eleven. Well, I skipped ahead. Uh, even after the dividend cut, implied dividend. There's a look at it. Uh, yield still ninety basis points above Verizon's, but he still can't get himself any further than sort of that faint praise. I wonder why that it is. is having a. Oh, it was having a positive effect in AT and T. That. That's I not did, a right. That's can not I just right say, quote. I said nothing? That's not a right quote. It's I not? Think. I don't, I've got AT&T up. Well, um, am, I, am I lagging here? I don't know. Man, I think you're a liar. No, know. look, the piece, I read Except, it. It's kind of like that. the worst is over. I got AT&T up 1.23%. The worst is over. I mean, but, you know, to me, there's one, you know, it's saying that what stocks have really paid well, they have 20, a $20 billion dollar free cash flow uh, target, which he's still wondering or questioning. <laughs> $8.5 billion, and that's going to be devoted to the dividend, of course. Right. Boy, you spent a lot of time on that. Well, because I, we know you're I was right, too. And you were right. Now, um, you, and I would also point out, by the way, its merger partner for Warner Discovery uh, has been getting shellacked also. Totally. So the overall value of being accorded to the spin or split, whatever you want to call it, the reverse Mars Trust that's going to take place for the Warner assets, including HBO, into what will become Warner Discovery has been coming down. Don't forget right. that company will be five times right. levered. In the HBO Max, you got that note last night that there's going to be the prequel, right? Yeah. To Game of Thrones. Yeah. 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 I'm not going to. But they do send you the emails. There was a kind of a pulse there now. That was the notion of the ATT piece. There's a pulse. Yeah. Now yeah. The, he also is pointing out, I mean, he still says their leverage is four times. They would dispute that in 3.1, but he throws in other things in terms of uh, identifying what he believes is the leverage at the company. Uh, questions, you know, how much more spending they have to do on Spectrum. But, again, a neutral, uh, they're happy with it. Well, you know, this also, guy has been a frequent 
critic of the company. And by I the way, right, rightly so, because yeah. largely when you look at the performance of the stock price but over time, it's it didn't a good call. It didn't, is up, by the way. I don't well, know what's I do, going on I charts. do think that Apple is the big beneficiary of this group in the end. Everybody wants to give you the 13, yeah. the thir- which I love. Yeah. The 13, I love so much. Oh, I left the light on. Is that okay if you do that? You wear your battery light? down. The, no, the bat. This battery. <laughs> I've charged my house with this battery. It's like I'm not kidding. This this thing is like a gen rack, David. Oh, AT&T is going ex dividend. That's why yes. you were seeing that, oh, that okay. weird uh, chart there. Now let me tell you what, Carl. The one that is that was really people were buzzing about was why did Mary Barra give such aggressive targets for 2030? I was just going to ask you, you looking to double, double revenue by 2030, uh, $25 billion in services and software I know. Uh, on an annual basis, uh, half of North America with EV-ready production uh, by 2030. She put a gun to her head. I think that's very tough. We don't know what 2023 is going to look like. 2030 is very aggressive. It is, but their cruise division has got to be worth a lot. I mean, they've got we're brought in a lot. Of, they have a lot of intellectual property in there, don't they? I think so, but you know what? Who's got a lot of money? Ford, which you know I like. Yes, I do. The Rivian numbers are so impressive, and Ford's got that stake in Rivian. Ford has a stake in Rivian. Amazon has a stake in Rivian. That's going to be a very interesting That's idea. That's an $80 billion dollar going to $100 billion. Yes, I, mean, I think their last round was 80 yeah. something like find, that. Rivian. Notice, this is a private company. Of course, we're talking about Rivian, which makes the SUVs, EV SUVs. 100,000 order from Bezos. I have a few friends who are waiting for them, say they're going to get them pretty soon. Really? I guess. It's Start a normal thing. Indiana. That's what they make. Yeah. I want to go to the factory, actually. No, I already have that. <laughs> well, I, and now we got I this. <laughs> Now we got this upgrade of Neo over at Goldman. Oh they, yeah, and go to buy fifty six. Yeah. Thank you. I mean, you know, gee, I, no, no, you're not to buy Neo. You really? can get two days. You can get two days of Neo, and then just go see the movie. I don't want people in these Chinese stocks. That's how he gets you. That's how she gets you. He gets you in. It's kind of like Godfather Three. You know what I mean? She gets you in, and then you, you, you're done. Oh, we got Baba's back above 151. I know. Well, he let them go for a couple days. Yeah. She's kind of in a, well, because it's, you know, it's a great holiday week. And then and what? It's holiday sent James really Conn at the toll booth, and that's what happens. What? You want to be in a flyover this weekend? In a Taiwan flyover? I'll get you one of those. Well, we got the Jake Sullivan uh, meeting in Switzerland. Yes. And now it yeah. looks like the president and she are going to meet virtually by the end well, of the year. Well, doesn't that mean that they have to stop the flyovers of Taiwan airspace? I mean, how can they keep doing that if the president's going to meet? PepsiCo's up again. It's PepsiCo. Yeah. Uh, we're above 4,400 uh, for the first time since September 28. Wow. Dow's on pace for the best week since June. Remember a week ago we were talking, what was me? What was Monday? It was like, oh, geez, yeah. worse, since, worse since Feb whatever. Remember that, David? I do. I do. Um, we were talking, we were just talking ESG. You know, I did speak to Ed Garden yesterday from Triumph. I, like, I love that interview. It was interesting. I was jealous um, of you. I you know, there's an interesting uh, an inflection point I think we're getting to to some extent when it comes to ESG, which is you've got a lot of asset managers and or endowments or those who give their money to those who then allocate right. the assets who say, here's my list. You can't go there. You can't own ExxonMobil. We've talked a lot about no that. No matter what and they do. And we've wondered whether would Facebook ever be a part of a list of stocks that's now that's an ESG? No. But, you know, uh, Garden makes the point, and others do as well, that that may not be exactly the right approach. Don't you want to actually put money with somebody who's going to be a force for change? Take a listen to what Garden had to say. I think what you're going to see is more money going into ESG, companies who have ESG issues, 
versus the small number of companies that are perceived to be good ESG players. And a hugely important nuance to all of this is that in order to become best in class from an ESG perspective, management teams are going to need to spend money and it's going to take time. It's interesting. Um, you know, if you are, though, an asset manager who has uh, or is, you know, on the board of ExxonMobil, you're probably having a hard time raising money right now, even though you conceivably may be one of the agents of change within the company. But what are you going to do if you're Mike Worth, all right, at, at Chevron, and he does what you really want? It's not Lazy Susan. I send you the chits. You give me back uh, my, my certificate. He's spending $3 billion, goes to $10 billion, to develop new ways of energy. I think he's doing everything you could possibly ask. He's a very smart man. You get a 5% yield, which is safe. Why is he not given the opportunity to say, hey, listen, I think you're doing everything you want? Or do you just say, you know what, energy, no, well, it doesn't right. matter. And that, 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 that's like a, what that, they did with apartheid back in the 70s, that, where that, we don't care that right. you're hiring. By raising their cost of capital, do you force them into certain moves that they have to make? because they don't have access to capital the way that others industries do, or uh, are you better off having, and by the way, it's not just oil and gas, it can be any number of other companies uh, where you might be better served having somebody put their feet to the fire in terms of changing, and, and by the way, potentially beneficial uh, to, to shareholders over time I as think, well. Yeah. Do they take um, account scope three where they're hammering their suppliers? I, I mean, to me, that's Microsoft's way of doing it. And I, look, I think that there's a lot of people. I, I talked to, to Carmine DeCibio at EY, and I think they're a bit the best measure. They're yeah. an independent outfit that measures this. Yes. And he, he would tell you, listen, we know who's phony and who's not. Why don't you just, you know, we'll work with you to tell you who's actually trying to clean steel like Newcourt tonight and who is saying they're clean. Well, it's gonna, it requires a lot more work, though, on the part of the allocators to a certain That's extent than point. just simply having a list. That fund should have a higher, uh, I don't want to say cost of funds, but you know what I mean. They yep. should have many more analysts. You can't just say, these guys sound right. These guys sound like they're jokers. Right. No. But, but it's a marketing pitch yeah. for a lot of the but it's a marketing pitch for a lot of the platforms to just say we're ESG, you know, we're great on ESG. Yes, period. But, and but the, you can the money will come in instead of saying it's very complicated and we're gonna take it on a situation by situation basis and therefore you have to rely on us to do that. Right. Because that might mean that we invest in we, things that, on the outside, don't appear to be particularly ESG-friendly. Do, do, do these funds really have, Carl, do they really have the ability? I think they have to hire people who professionally have to analyze each business within a large business. I mean, yesterday we had Jim Fitterling on. I thought he made a very compelling case. Which, by the way, Dow's leading the Dow at the moment. Dow is, because he was down really badly yesterday. And I thought that that was just awful, because he, said a, he made a great case for... Uh, being cleaner and also having higher cash flow. So I'm glad the market is. Market's delaying its analysis of many things. Like PepsiCo was down at 601 when they reported two days ago, and now it's up. Uh, I think that there are a lot of companies. I think that Marvell had a meeting yesterday, and I have been pounding the table for Marvell since it was at 17. And I've been saying that they have the best chips. They put it together that every single one of the major uh, cloud companies has to use them, and no one was listening. No one. And, and then boom. I mean, you know, they have announced me. People say, wow, Marvell's good. I mean, where have you been? David, look at that chart. Now look at that chart. And then we should get, can we give a longer-term chart out in 18 months? You will see. This is a company that has said we're going to get everybody from all the great Chinese companies to, to the Amazons to, to the Googles. And they've done it. Look at that. 
Will you look at that? I am looking at it. That's a good chart. It is a nice That's chart. That's representative of a company that has snuck between NVIDIA and AMD mm-hmm. to become the we-need-help-making-a-chip chip. By the way, 28% autos and IoT, and not a, cho- not a choke point. They are delivering. They're not NXPI. We'd like to have NXPI right here to talk about the choke point. Yeah. Or Global Foundries, they're coming public. Yep. And to your point about the car being basically a, an iPhone on wheels, more reports today about how CarPlay is going to evolve over at Apple, where you would manage your climate control and your radio using your phone. Look out. Samsung has an unbelievable alternative ever since they bought Harman. I think that Samsung uh, offers the best package right now. I hope Apple has a better package because I'm an Apple person, not a... Samsung. Not a what person? I'm not a Samsung person. Oh, you're not a Samsung person. Are you a Samsung person? Uh, no, I guess not. You know when Steve Ballmer got retired from app, from uh, Microsoft? He became a, he was no longer was a Nokia a person. Microsoft person. <laughs> so look at this. Look at this. So what's that? It's a Microsoft phone. I said, but you flip it open, what do you do with it? Open it. It's a very valuable it's piece a, of hardware. It's like a shoe phone. It really was. Yeah. No, it's a collectible. Yeah, you could get in the uh, Kona Silence for that phone. Oh, that's well smart. Uh, there was one other Apple headline today. Uh, in, uh, Dutch officials have decided that the in-app store payment system is anti-competitive in their mm. view. So they're having to deal with that issue all around the world. Yeah, I mean, it gets tiresome because this is always, this is something Zuckerberg didn't bother to do this time, which is Apple saying, look, you don't have to be in the app store. You can go do what you want. You can go have your own. And that was the epic battle. Like, just go have your own. Remember that? Yeah. The epic battle? Yeah, that I kind of, That I was do. epically off the front page after epic, the epic settlement. Guys, real quick on uh, the uh, activist front. This is a relatively small, about $7 million company. Uh, they own a lot of... Um, $7 million? Doctors' coughs. Seven bill. Seven oh. bill. HTA. Um, uh, oh, Bloomberg I thought that was a good it. deal. That stock has been underperforming. Bloomberg reported it, and I can also confirm. Elliott owns a pretty significant stake there. I, I've, I've been tracking this for a while. know some of the bigger owners there. They were disappointed when the CEO kind of was disappeared for unknown reasons. Okay. Um, They're looking for to replace the CEO, but instead Elliot would like him to just sell the darn company. Um, and, you know, there's a feeling overall that there might be some interest in private equity or Starward, also Strategics, Health Peak, Wealth Tower. Blackstone be interested. Unclear at this point, but uh, poor cost of capital uh, and uh, just generally a bit of frustration there. So we'll see, but did want to mention that one. Bloomberg originally reported it. Good job. So between the um, debt limit extension and the decline in energy prices, we are uh, above 4,400, as we said on the S&P, first time in a little bit more than a week. Got the VIX back to 20. Uh, All sectors green. Pretty much a nine-to-one update today as the Dow's up 350-plus. All of this is happening, even as yields really haven't budged a whole lot. Ten-year, 155, even after accounting for the postponement of the debt limit crunch. See, we've just divorce from all that stuff. And I think we're getting the earnings period. We can start thinking about how companies are doing. And I still believe that we saw a template from PepsiCo. If you got good revs, they'll take you up. Yeah. And of course, we do have uh, the jobs number tomorrow to look forward to. Goldman at 600K, uh, JPM at 575. We'll see. We'll be right back. Got a nice pop here at the open, as expected. It pretty much is a uh, 90% up day. 
Dow's now above 400, enjoying its best week since June, and we finally got that VIX below 20. We'll see how much of this sticks, and we'll get stopped trading with Jim after a break. Let's get to Jim and stop trading. Yeah, we've got to talk for a moment just about App Love, and they bought this uh, Twitter uh, Mopub business. I love that Mopub business. Just be able to get advertising for, uh, for apps, and it's a terrific company. I, I know until I saw what they did, I, I really questioned maybe it was kind of like a, my favorite super, uh, super band. Character, right? Yes, yes. McLovin? I love McLovin. Applevin? Yeah, yes. you like McLovin? Oh, how can you not like Well, well this is actually Applevin, which is better than McLovin. Right. But anyway, I think it goes higher. I had them on. I really like the company. All right, Jim, how about tonight? Okay, so tonight we have Nucor, uh, and this is a, a travel trust name I'm talking about. Uh, David, this is one where it's a steel company that I think is the most ESG-oriented, closed-loop steel company. Mm-hmm. And then Jeff Arnold, one that you like. We, we talked about share care. That's we interviewed a, him when they announced that deal. Yeah, but look at that that spac. It's at Nowheresville. It's seven Nowheresville seven USA. Range. Nowheresville USA, yeah. and it's an EBITDA positive. I'm trying to look at the broken spacs to see which ones are still worth something. Excuse me, it's eight dollars now. Uh, share care. Well, eight dollars and ten cents. Yeah, that's a good I idea. Mean, it does look have at good broken spacs. You like that? There's a lot of them. Wow. And they're broken for a reason. Many of them, but they're probably. There may be uh, some, and I liked your coverage yesterday in, in your conference. Thank you. Tip for ten. <laughs> um, you know, uh, pertinent to our conversation on energy a few moments ago, uh, Jim, Oxy's on the tape uh, saying they're going to prioritize margins and dividends uh, rather than focusing on oil production volumes. Oxy? Uh, yeah, Vicki Hollum. Oh, uh, my. At a, a conference this morning. Sort of gets to our point about whether or not we're going to get sustained capacity Oh, in energy. Oxy, that's incredibly important because they've been going flat out. They still got uh, a lot of debt on that balance sheet. Yeah, they do. Warren Buffett did, a little, did very well. Yes, he did. Yes, he but did. The other, um, speaking of Buffett, uh, thing to get you on, Jim, is the banks as we get closer to earnings. Wolf cuts Bank of America today. Yeah, I thought that was, that's a fatuous downgrade. I mean, Bank of America is now probably the least expensive after the big run JP Morgan's had. And uh, that is a very, very inexpensive situation if they think rates are going to go higher. Uh, I, my favorite from my trust is Wells Fargo. By the way, Wells Fargo lost $20 billion on that fine, which turned out to be not that big. $20 billion. Well, $20 billion in market value. In market cap. Yeah, yeah. And now look, at it's all the way back. And I know that people want Charlie's, you know, I know Elizabeth Warren's not been that complimentary of Wells. Wow. When she takes you on, what does she call She's, you're Darth the show Vader? she goes on. You should know. Yeah, I know. Yeah, she was quick. Jay Powell, she said, was what, the most dangerous, dangerous man. man. Yes. Yeah. Dr. Strangelove. Jim, we'll see you yeah. tonight. No fighting in the war room. By the way. Um, fighting in the war room? You can get in on uh, the new CNBC Investing Club with Jim. Just sign up. Find out more at CNBC.com slash Investing Club or use the QR code, of course, on your screen. Session highs back to 4416. Don't go away. You've been listening to the opening bell on CNBC's Squawk on the Street. Earning your degree online doesn't mean you have to go about it alone. At Capella University, we're here to support you when you're ready. From enrollment counselors who get to know you and your goals, to academic coaches who can help you form a plan to stay on track. We care about your success and are dedicated to helping you pursue your goals. Going back to school is a big step, but having support at every step of your academic journey can make a big difference. Imagine your future differently 
at capella.edu.